You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to our program to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our show. We delivered over 20,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions last month. To learn more, contact our advertising department at 949-887-4104. All of our shows can be found on our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. All right, it gives me great pleasure to welcome our second guest, Lynn Langett, who is Big Data Cloud Technical Architecture Architect Consultant. Excuse me. Lynn, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. A little bit of a mouthful there for me, but (laughs) let's start by sharing your background a little bit. Tell us about your path kind of to your current role. Well, it wasn't a straight line, let me tell you that. They rarely are. No, I had really sort of three different uh, professional things that I did. First, I was a student. I have a degree in linguistics. So I speak uh, several foreign languages, which I'm you, might, yeah, you might not think it has anything to do with big data, but it kind of helps out because you can understand the different languages of technology. Then I had a business career, which is directly relevant to my effectiveness as a big data consultant because very few technical consultants actually have had full P&L responsibility. Right. What languages do you speak? Uh, German, Norwegian, Tagalog, um, Bemba, which is a language from Zambia, okay. um, and some Japanese. Wow. Those are not even similar, I are know. they? <laughs> Did you try to find ones that are really uh, not... I Just mean? different life experiences. I grew up in North Dakota, and so you could actually take German and Norwegian um, in you know in school there, because oh, okay. there's so many Norwegians. Um, my, uh, my ex-husband was Philippine-American, so I learned from a family there, Tagalog, and I spent quite a lot of time volunteering in Africa, in Zambia, so I picked up some of the wow. local language. Okay. Well, that was great. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, sure. And what an interesting background. <laughs> it's always nice to know who I'm talking to. So, um, can you tell me about your consulting firm? Uh, you know, w- w- our earlier guest was talking about managing millennials, now we're talking about big data and in cloud computing, <clears throat> these are very important trends that are happening in the workforce and in, in technology. But help me to understand, what is it about your firm that causes clients to want to do business with you? Well, there's so much change going on around data. I come out of the sort of traditional world of relational databases, which is like SQL Server. You know, so SQL, Oracle, the big guys. And I spent over 10 years doing that. and even worked for Microsoft for a while. I worked four years for Microsoft. And at the end of my time there, I was a technical evangelist or technical presenter. I was going around the world talking about databases and big data was coming in, creeping in, you know, new types of databases. And I got so intrigued. I said, you know, I don't want to just work for one vendor. I'm going to just take the leap. Wow. And I did. The entrepreneurial bug bit you. So Mm -hmm. when you're hired, what are you hired to do? It's a variety of things. Everything from the hands-on and kind of mundane, like I just want to upgrade my database to the new version of SQL Server. I mean, there's still that basic stuff out there. Well, yeah. But there's a lot of opportunity around now what I call behavioral data, which is additional data. You'll see, like, I'm wearing one of those Fitbits. This is just an example. Sure. You know, the quantified self. I'm sure you've probably had people on that talk about that. From a personal and a health standpoint, just for one vertical, there is a plethora now of this behavioral data that people can now collect. 
So companies hire me to figure out what should they collect, how should they store it, and what should they do with it. Is that a simplified explanation for what big data is? Or what is, for those CEOs mm-hmm. of middle market companies yep. who go, okay, I've heard big data, yep. explain it to them in language they can understand, Lynn. Yeah, and I usually will take the approach of behavioral data as opposed to what? As opposed to the data that you've already had and stored for years, your transactional data. So let me make an example that I think really applies. Everybody can understand a retail store. Let's say you're shopping in a retail store. Everybody sort of has like what they've sold. That's their transactional data. I sold 15 red shirts on this day, so on and so forth. That's what everybody's had. That's sort of the, the world we're in. The world we're going towards is now when you come in the store with a smartphone, you can buy from the, the different phone companies, the path that your customer takes through your store. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This is not like a forward-looking stuff. This is actually going on if you're shopping at Irvine Spectrum and you have a certain phone provider. It's already, your stuff's already being sold. When you opt in to the um, geospatial location, we can have a little map. Right. It's going. So it's a two-way, huh? I get a benefit, get the map, but I'm giving up my yeah. information. Yeah. So it's that's what I call behavioral. It's stuff you used to either not get or throw away. So how do you not middle market CEOs mm-hmm. listen to this radio show, 100 million dollar companies yeah. and smaller yeah. across the country. Yeah. How do they first of all determine what they should collect and secondly, how do you not get overwhelmed mm-hmm. by what you've now collected and turning that data into information that you can make decisions against? Well, this is very spe- specific to my consultancy because there's a lot of hype around big data because it's, you know, the new shiny thing and right. let's just go and buy the new database or whatever. But I, you know, sort of one of my guiding principles is every implementation of technology has to provide business value. And I know that might almost sound cliche, but how many people have you talked to that are very steeped in the technology that have their hand on the business side? Do you know, because mm. usually these things are kind of separate, right? right? So when I go in and talk to the business people, I say, all right, what are your business goals? Who's your competition? Now let's look at what data can do for you in terms of differentiating yourself from your competition. Data as a strategic asset. So are the traditional database software companies forces in big data as well or are upstart entrepreneurial firms i mean who who's the backbone for the collection and dissemination and anal- analyzing of big data you know it's so exciting that's why i had to leave microsoft i've written three books on sql server their core product you know i'm like very known for understanding their corporate and still got a great relevancy it's not going away it's not being replaced it's being added to right so what's happening is there's all these new products so microsoft's putting new capabilities in sql server to allow for uh, working with the larger amounts of data and that's going to be right for some companies because they only have maybe one guy or one gal who to manage their database but in other situations where you're getting more data maybe you're going to go to a different database vendor so that's why you need a consultant to figure right. it out right because these are expensive decisions right I can't get too much more technical than we just got. I'm not sure my audience wants me to, so we're all on the same page there. I get it. You could go a lot deeper on this subject, but we're going to try to keep it up a level. So thank you, though, for helping me explain it. Uh, Lynn Langett is our guest, and she's a big data and cloud technical architect consultant with a consulting firm with deep background in big data and databases. We're going to take our commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. You kind of touched on guiding principle, but I want to come back, Lynn, and I'm going to ask you to share with us kind of all the things you've learned. You know, what is your current guiding principle that you're using to grow your firm? So, ladies and gentlemen, go nowhere. We'll be back in about two minutes to three minutes on Critical Mass Radio Show after these words from our commercial sponsor. There's something uniquely positive about the word up. When things are good, things are looking up. When you want to go fast, you speed up. 
And when you're really cheering, you stand up. So when you want to move up, what do you do? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's degree or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up better than virtually everyone else. And that university is Brandman. Brandman University is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. And it ranked best in the state of California. Brandman also received top honors from U.S. News and World Report for our online graduate programs in business and education. Plus, our programs are available on ground at more than 25 convenient campuses. So to wrap things up, we recommend you look us up at brandman.edu. That's brandman.edu. And find out how to move up like never before. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. This is the sound of a flat-screen television hurled off a building. Now the new bike your kid wants. These are the things you could have all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Use Energy Star light bulbs and appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our loyal listeners who've downloaded our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 12,000 shows during the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net, broadcasting from their state-of-the-art studios here in the Tech Space facility in Costa Mesa, California, or they can be rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, Lynn Langett is our second guest here on the radio program today. She is a big data and cloud technical architect consultant. And before the break, I said I wanted to ask you about your guiding principle, Lynn. Can you share that with our audience, please? Yeah, my guiding principle for my consultancy is I'm going to create or suggest or help to build solutions that add actual business value. I know that might just seem like a no-brainer, but I have come behind technical consultants that have created something, and either it's not being used, it doesn't add value. I mean, unfortunately, it sort of gives my industry a bad name. There's there's so much shelfware out there. Um, And just at a very basic level, I want to make sure I'm understood. When I'm talking to the business decision makers, I ask them, does it make sense what I'm saying? Can can you visualize what I'm talking? And if I if they can't, I'm going to keep explaining to because they're signing my paycheck. And I find very often there's this uh, almost an arrogance among technical consultants that I really dislike. You know, like I'm the technical person. You listen to me. I tell you what it is, and you just pay for it. And that's just the antithesis of the way that I go. Wow. You know? Yeah, you sound like somebody to be fun to work with, even though you are a technical person. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> In a good way, I mean, right? Um, I'm going to go off script for a second because as you were answering that, I was wondering if you could think of an example of your working with a middle market company mm-hmm. where they actually could take and 
improve their decision making because they put it together a data collection big data program mm-hmm. that delivered them information that they could use to improve their decision making can can you think of a a time that you did that with a middle market company, not a huge retailer. Yep, yep, I can actually something very local. This was quite a while ago, but it's very local. Orange County Philharmonic. Okay. Um, you know, it's a it's a nonprofit, but it's a middle sized company. Um, they asked me to look at their subscriber base and to apply what was at that time. This was about ten years ago. Um, advanced techniques, so machine learning, so that they could better analyze who were their subscribers most apt to contribute. And we did that. And guess what? They had their highest contributions. Um, that next year, from the simple analysis of the data that they already had. Okay, and what was what was different about what you did in looking at the data than what would have been done historically or traditionally? Again, I based my uh, technical implementation on their business need. Okay, it might seem just obvious, right? But you would be surprised how many times I go in or I'm called because businesses say we can't figure out what we should do here. We know we should do something, and we have company or or consultant A, B, or C coming in going, buy this, buy that, train your people on this. And we don't see how that results in better business for us. We don't get it, or we tried it and it didn't work. And I say, what are your business goals? They go, wow, it's nice to have a technical person start with business goals. Right. You know? So, so uh, were you able to help them identify the most likely uh, contributors mm-hmm. based on socioeconomic factors based on psychographics what information were you able to bring together that gave them this information that they could then use to pursue at that time um uh, the application of machine learning or using algorithms that the computer uh, uses to analyze the data was relatively new and pretty much not accessible to companies of that size and i happened to in my book look at the capabilities that were in a product they already owned sql server and they just didn't know that even had it okay and so i took val i gave them value out of a product they already owned by helping them to understand how to use the capability in this case to just give a simple example there's a thing called clustering and it just breaks your groups of people into different different uh, groupings like this cluster tends to be high givers this cluster tends to give around christmas time this cluster tends to only give you know every five years so they could then target their marketing based on what the activities were does it okay. make sense yeah no yeah. yes okay so all right it, it is you know this this is exciting to me because before big data and this idea that you could actually turn it into something that could help you make better decisions my focus was always on how much more rapidly we're creating information mm-hmm. that you have to try to keep up. You know, I don't remember the statistics, but it's like daunting in a year. We create more than, you know, mankind did for generations mm-hmm. or centuries or whatever. And you think, how the hell am I ever, how am I ever going to benefit from that? But now there sounds like there's people like you and technologies that underpin the work that you do that allow us in the middle market to use that to make better, more informed decisions. Mm-hmm. Wow. Big at data a, applies at a price to everybody. Point, at yep. a price point we can afford? Yeah. That's the thing. That's the exciting thing right now. It's not just for, you know, Facebook and, you know, all those people. It applies to everybody because there are all these products coming and all this competition is really good for the business people because all these vendors, Microsoft doesn't want to lose business. So they're adding stuff onto their core product, which you already own. Right. And then there's startups coming trying to compete with them. It's fun. It's a fun space to work it's in. It's a good place to be a buyer then, as mm-hmm. long as you make an informed, correct that's, decision on what you implement, that's right? That's the... And that's where you come in. That's right. Ah, now I get it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it took me a third of the show, but now I'm, I'm good. I can move forward. All right. So you have a blog series, lynnlanget.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the motivation behind the blogs, and what are kind of the topics that you discuss? 
So, I, like I said, I worked for four years at Microsoft, and my job there was a technical evangelist. So I was actually uh, um, uh, bonused in gold on how many people I reached. So you can't obviously reach as many people uh, live as you can online. So I started a blog there, and I had a, a strong following. And then when I became an independent contractor, I was already in the habit of doing a blog and sharing information. Now, it's a different purpose because when it was Microsoft, it's my actual job. Now it's... You know, sort of the sort of helping, but also, frankly, it's kind of a lost leader. You know, people find me and look at the information I put out, and they say, "Wow, you know, she seems to know what she's doing. Maybe I'll call her, and you know, we can work together." So, my information on my blog is technical information around new data technologies and cloud. What's a headline of a recent blog post? Mm-hmm. So, I just did a six-part series on um, introduction to the Google Cloud for Java developers. So um, what that is, it's a co- competition to Amazon. You know, on the cloud, Amazon is the leader. Amazon's right. out there, right? So competition is good for business. Amen. So, so um, Google is out there slugging it out, trying to get their offering, you know, competitive with Amazon. And I find they have very good pricing, but they're very hard to use. Okay. So I felt that it would be of service to the community and, you know, hopefully beneficial to me to put this Getting Started series out there for programmers so they could see how to do it. And you, you know, I think you use the term "loss leader," mm-hmm. and and I am so uh, much in support of entrepreneurs who give away knowledge and information to educate. Because I think there is nothing more powerful in marketing than demonstrating that if you like that, you ought to come to me and pay me because mm-hmm. I know so much more than what I give away for free. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, just straight up, I got a huge enterprise client from a one YouTube video. I mean, this is not... It wasn't that cat, was it? I love that cat. <laughs> that no, wasn't you, was not it? The cat, okay, that not was a the great cat, one. Not the cat. Okay. But, um, you know, when I... Because I do analysis on my own leads, and LinkedIn is a really big source, right. but um, YouTube is a huge source for me. I have a YouTube channel with over 150 videos, again, on big data and cloud. Wow. And my customers... Because, again, they see me. They right. say, okay, that's helpful. I should call her. Right. Yeah. That just made sense to me. You should be using data to run your consulting... <laughs> What an advantage, huh? Use data wow. everywhere. So even a, a solopreneur, you are a solopreneur, right? Yeah. Okay, as mm-hmm. am I. Uh, we can use big data mm-hmm. to analyze. That's right. Okay. Oh, it sounds like it's for everyone. All right. And how would they find your blog online? So uh, everything that is for me has got my name very easy, L-Y-N-N-L-A-N-G-I-T. So my blog is lynnlangit.com. My YouTube is Lynn Langit channel. My slideshare is Lynn Langit. My Instagram is Lynn Langit. My um, everything. I mean, every everything online is Lynn Langit. Look at you. You're like a marketing whiz too here, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's that's very that's smart to make it easy, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, not everything's easy. Can you think of a current challenge that you're facing in your practice and kind of share with us what you're doing about that challenge? Yeah, there's a, a really big amount of resistance um, within organizations, especially small and middle-sized organizations, only have one or two guys or gals doing uh, in, in control of the resources to move resources to the cloud. And it is a significant thing that is holding small and middle-sized businesses back. It's one of the reasons I'm happy to come on the show, because I just got to say to those technical people, don't be afraid, be part of the cloud. If you want to stay relevant, you need to learn it. And you need to help work with the consultant and your business manager to figure out what part it works for you and what part doesn't. doesn't mean your job's going to go away. There's still things for people to do. But if you just sort of close your eyes to it, you're hurting your business. Wow. I've had, I had a customer actually here locally. We had an opportunity with Microsoft, and the, the internal people actually prevented the opportunity because they didn't want to give up control. Wow. That is just, ugh. 
Okay. It's horrible. <laughs> so so you're an expert in big data and cloud computing, and we sort of spent most of our time focused on big data, mm-hmm. and we haven't had a chance to really talk about cloud computing. My sense of cloud computing is it's it's a great cost advantage many times mm-hmm. for middle market companies yes. to look at embracing yes. the cloud. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, well, like I do technical training. So just personally, I use Amazon um, EC2 virtual machines. Uh, I no longer, you know, get computers or that kind of stuff. It makes no sense. You just stand, you just turn on these machines on the Amazon cloud, do your training, turn them off, right? So companies can move their training. They can move their development now, right? Why are they buying machines for that? That's just goofy, do you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And that is that constant technology refresh as well as care and feeding can be a real source of a problem for middle market companies mm-hmm. where if you can outsource that is what you're doing, it yep. sounds like, with cloud computing to a professional service like Amazon right. who's going to guarantee you uptime, performance, storage. Right. Wow. Right. It's like a no-brainer to you, isn't it? Pretty much. I don't understand the resistance because it's just not good for the business. Okay. Could... We have two minutes left here on the radio show, so I'm, I'm I'm going to ask Crystal to schedule you, if you're interested, for another show where we're going to spend time on the cloud. Love to. Or Thank in you. the clouds. Okay? <laughs> All right. But w- where's your growth opportunity? I mean, it sounds like you're you're in the right space. What do you see the future holding for you and your firm? Uh, we're starting to get involved in, we're trying to do some startups in Orange County because uh, I'm frustrated. I, you know, I don't want to always go to L.A. for startups or Silicon Valley. So I've been working with some business people here to try to pull you know, the different groups together um, and get the people who have funding and money and the technical people and the workspace. There's a new uh, space I'd recommend for people. It's called um, House of Devs. It's a, it's a co-working space in, uh, I think it's right by here, near Costa Mesa. And they have meetups for both technical people and for entrepreneurs, business people. Okay. A really great place. So House of Devs. It's on uh, meetup.com. Okay. Yeah, that's a very popular site. Mm-hmm. Quite a number of meetups on meetup.com. <laughs> All right. So last question here before we wrap up this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. Give us one more time your website. It's www.linlangit.com. L-Y-N-N-L-A-N-G-I-T. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you've enjoyed what we've talked about today with Lynn looking at big data, wait till she comes back and we talk about cloud computing. Oh, my goodness. Maybe she'll even bring in some of her books and we'll look at, at look at those, too. I can only imagine the books you've written. They're pretty deep and rich and thick. Yes. Okay. Well, you can keep them at home, then. We'll just look at them on a Kindle or something. Uh, I'm your host, Rick Franzi. I hope you've enjoyed our radio show today. I want to thank Lynn for being a friend of the program and a part of our business community. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful having you on the show today. You've given so much information in a great way to be able to digest it. Uh, I'd like to thank our commercial sponsors, Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, Center Club. I'd also like to thank our engineer for today's show, Paul Roberts. Our producer is Crystal Nunley. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Our social media manager is Asia Celestino. And I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business or possibly refer a future guest or advertise on the radio program, visit our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Until the next time we have a chance to talk, I hope that all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 